0: Do you feel like life sometimes is beating up on you? Yeah. Do you feel like life is beating up on you sometimes? I mean, you know, long work hours, tons of stress, people that don't understand you, your finances, your health, uncertainty can wear you down division in the world the country sometimes even division in your own relationships seem sometimes to get deeper and deeper and at times you know it may seem like you're getting ahead of something and then a storm comes or you lose a job or the doctor says some bad stuff and you wonder if anybody even really cares The things you thought were solid sometimes seem unstable. The scripture talks about how on the outside, we're wasting away, decaying, and getting frustrated. But on the inside, with the right attitude, we're getting renewed day by day. Now, we need help with the decay, and every one of us needs renewal we got a choice to look on the outside of things that we can forget what's working inside. Folks, we can let God work on our lives, or our lives are going to work on us. we got to choose. Just about a month ago, Hurricane Ian struck Florida. It was the deadliest storm since 1935. Storms like this can knock you on your feet, was talked to earlier today, and Even earlier this morning, flood and damage, debris, lost jobs. Try to find a contractor now for repairs. Try to find a contractor for trees. Try to find somebody that will haul off the beds and the furniture that's in the front yard. And the cost of everything, you might can find one, but you better have cash. And it better be a lot of it. The economy, inflation, inflation gas prices, food prices, the closer we get towards election time, the more and more division in our country and our state. doesn't matter what side you're on. You don't have to choose. It's on both sides, and there's plenty for everybody. And we've come through a couple years of COVID. Now, you may be too young to feel any aches and pains yet, So you're either have felt aches and pains, you're feeling aches and pains, or I promise you, you're going to feel aches and pains. <laughs> no matter what, you will. And this beating you up can come from other people who really don't understand your position. They may not feel the pain you feel, and they not, maybe not know what you're going through. And it can wear you down. If it feels like life is beating you up sometimes, guess what? It's because it is. It's because it is. And by the way, it's no surprise to God. He's got answers for this, for us. I'm going to share some of them with you today. You, but first, you've got to learn to let God work on your life or your life is going to work on you. This guy, Paul, he was an apostle. He's known for spreading the gospel. He was a Pharisee. He worked to persecute Christians. He held a coach while they stoned Stephen. He was a bad guy. He didn't know the Lord, but he came to know the Lord. And after he gave his life to Christ, listen to what happened to it. And listen to what happened to this guy. kind of helps me put my life in perspective sometimes when I want to feel bad and low when I want to feel like maybe I should feel sorry for myself, listen, listen to what happened to Paul. I'm going to give you a little bit of background on him, and then we're going to get into some how and why when life beats you up, how to get through it. Paul talks about it in Second Corinthians 11, 25 through 28, just a few verses. Listen to what happened to this cat. You think you got it? Three times I was beaten with rods, he says. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I'd been out in the deep, and journeys often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the gentle Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren." In weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides the other things. I can just read one line of this and think, man, I've never been beaten with rods or been shipwrecked. I've been in some peril I've never been stoned. I hope none of you have. And if you have, I hope you've lived through it. Yeah. We've got to let God work on our life or our work's life is going to work on us. But how do you do it? How do you let God work on your life? This is a how and why today. What I want to do is it seems like Paul has gone through a lot. It seems like we've gone through a lot. Life is beating us up. i got some good news for you today. There's a recipe to get out of this. There's a recipe to deal with it. And there's a recipe to take out of here in your pocket and try it this week. Hallelujah. Don't let it deter you anymore. But how do you do it? How do you let God work on your life? Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, just a few verses. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs the ball. You know, you talked about this this morning. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what's seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Look. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. We've gone through stuff. We're going through stuff. We're going to get to go through stuff. James talks about it. He says in James 1, he says, My brethren, count it joy when you fall into diverse temptations. This word temptations also means trials, when you fall into troubles, when you fall into stuff, when you get stoned and shipwrecked, When you get beaten, when you get judged, when you're in peril, count it joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith, times can be trying. When the trying of your faith works patience, let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire or whole, not wanting anything. That's what I want to get you today. Don't lose heart. You're going to get beaten up. I prayed with someone recently who lost a loved one. And uh, she talked about dealing with it and how difficult it was to move forward. And I told her this. You've got to let God work on your life. Or your life is going to work on you. You've got to let God work on your life. When everything else is going on around you, you've got to get God in there consciously and purposely, you've got to get God in there. Yes. Or else your life is going to work on you. 2 Corinthians, it says, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. See, God's in the renewal business. Jim talked about renewing some stuff last week. We talked about stuff on the street. See, God takes what's old and makes it new again your thought patterns, your attitude. It it can be really old, and it can be destructive. He can take a heart that's broken and give you a new heart. He he can get what was lost, a relationship, a house, a car, money, a job. He He can get what's lost, and he can make it found. He can turn darkness in your life into light. How does he do it? Day by day. Listen to Psalm sixty-eight nineteen. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. See, He's loading us with benefits. Think about your job. The more you stay on a job, the longer you get there, the more pay you get, the more vacation time you get, the more sick time you get, the more retirement you get. Day by day, you're on that job, you get more and more. You get more freedom, you get more autonomy. The more you've been there, the more experience you get, the smarter you are. It's the walk of faith. The, The longer that you're walking with God, the more that you decide to let God do it instead of you all the time. Pastor Bonnie talked about this this week when we were praying. Let God do this. This is God's work. This is God's. Let him do it. Let it go to God. Let him do it. Give him some space. One step at a time. Hebrews 11 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Things not seen. Evidence of things not seen. My background is in policing. I've examined a lot of evidence you can find pieces of evidence that put things together. Look, God is wanting you to put things together. Some of these things are not seen. Maybe you can't see love and and joy. Maybe you can't see peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, long-suffering. Maybe you can't see it. What does it look like? But you can see the product of what it is. He says that we should fix our eyes, not what's on scene, But what is unseen, I fix my eyes on unseen evidence in my own personal life. Things that I can't see, good and bad. And I start seeing the bad and I say, no, I don't want that. Where is it coming from? And I start looking at what God has done in my life and how he's changed my life. He wants to change your life the same way. Looking at the things not seen. Life will let you down, wear you out, spit you out. Pay attention to what you see, folks, but have your focus on what you can't see through life's challenges. So, how and why? How do I apply this to my life? And why should I apply this to my life? Let's go with the how first. How do you apply this to your life? This renewal where you look at the inside, not the outside. This caveat to let you say, wait a second, I'm being renewed day by day. How do I see that? Where's that coming from? First thing you gotta do is you've got to make a choice. You have a choice. We have a choice. My brother Frank would say all the time, this is easy. They gotta make a choice. You know, sometimes your answers are binary. Yes, no. One, two, on, off, black, white, up, down. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes your life is more complex where your life is is not a list of binary questions. Yes, no, it's well, if, possibly, could. But there are some things in life you've got to make a choice on. And you can jump back and forth and back and forth to the yes and no and to the yes and no. But you've got to make a choice. I mean, we make choices every day. What we're going to buy, what we're going to eat. This morning I had to make a choice. I wanted a cup of coffee, orange juice and a biscuit with two butter pats. But they ran out of orange juice. That's the second time by the way. So I got a sweet tea. Black coffee, sweet tea and a biscuit with no butter, two butters. I'm just saying, we make a choice. We decide who we're going to hang out with. My son, I've been talking to him. He's in a different part of the country right now. You've got to choose who you're going to hang out with. You've got to choose what you're going to say. You've got to choose how you're going to act. You've got to be able to answer the question before it gets asked. When you're put in a situation, you need to know how you're going to answer that question. Do we know how to answer that question? God doesn't want this to be difficult. I don't want it to be difficult for you. It's just another choice, a choice we can make. God wants to be a part of your life, and he wants to work on your life so that your life won't work on you. He wants you to be on a different plane on what you think and how you act. He wants us to fix our eyes, our focus. My father told me a story about these horses in St. Augustine. If you've ever been to St. Augustine, you've seen the luggage carried. Buggage a horse and buggy, and carriages along St. George Street and all that. They've got blinders on. So that what's over here and what's over here, don't distract them. They fix their eyes ahead. We should fix our eyes on the author and the finisher of our faith. We should have these blinders where we look straight ahead. That's success that God's got us for, no matter what our current circumstances are. He wants to fix our eyes, not on physical eyes, but our spiritual eyes. The text says "To what is seen is temporary. That's physical. A friend of mine has his house damaged by the storm. He stripped the flooring, the doors, the carpet, the fixtures of appliances. He's taken out all the damaged stuff. He's seeing the house for what it's going to be. Not what it is. Right now, it's broken and it's a shell of what it was. But he's he's taken what is physical and he's fixed his eyes on what can't be seen. New walls. It's like that with God with us. The temporary stuff in our lives, he wants us to look at it different. He he wants us to feel it different. Our lives physically is one thing, but they're only temporary. I don't want us to be handled lightly, the how, but we've got to make a conscious decision. The how is we decide, we make a choice. I love Gino's analogy of his stuff. Was blown out, taken away, and gone. He said, Praise God. Takes the right kind of attitude to have that done. How? You make a choice. We make a choice to look at what is not seen, to look at the eternal, the why. If you only focus on what's temporary, the physical, You're going to miss the big picture for your life. God has a plan for your life. He's got plans, your prosperous plans. Despite what you see right now, right in front of you, the physical is temporary. There is a big picture in your life. It's not defeat, it's not destruction, it's not despair, it's not depression, it's not failure. Those things are temporary. To how you handle them. Luke 19:10 says this: For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This word "save" in Greek is called "sozo," and here's what it means: It means to save. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. It means to heal. It means to rescue from danger or destruction. To keep safe and sound. It means to restore. Do you need restoration in your life today? Yeah, I do. If you feel like life is beating you up sometimes? That's because it is. The why to make a change is this. How? You've got to make a choice. When you made a choice to walk with the Lord, you said, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm walking with the Lord. And you may have stepped on the sidebar a little bit. and You may have got stoned. You may have come back. But the why, the why to make a change, despite how, what you feel, everyone knows this, but you've got to change the focus. You've got to understand it's got to be dealt with on an eternal perspective. Why to make a change. What's your biggest concern this day, today? This week, this time in your life, what's the biggest gorilla in the room that you're dealing with? All of ours are different. They all come from different spots. We're all at a different spot. But whatever your biggest gorilla is in the room that's troubling you, the biggest thing in your life, you know, a lot of people when they solve problems, and it's a problem-solving approach, pick the low-hanging fruit. Let's grab that first, and let's work up. Let's get the oranges that are on the bottom instead of the sweet ones that are on the top. I'd say to deal with this, you figure out what is the biggest thing that's got you down, that's got you beaten, that got you feel like there's no way out. I'd say right now, find that in your mind, in your spirit, and think about what it is. What is it that's bothering me? I don't know how to deal with this. I say this to you. Let God work on your life. Or your life's going to work on you. It's a choice. Pay attention to what you see. But focus on what you can't see through life's challenges. This week, the how. Focus on God. This week, just give yourself seven days, and you're getting an extra hour this week. The clock turns back. You got 169 hours this week. Literally focus on choosing what God wants you to do to look at the eternal. Start thinking about what is eternal in my life? What is long term in my life? You know, when you make investments, you make investments for the long term. Someone like me, maybe it's a little different at this part of my life, but you look at long term stuff. What is it in your life that needs change? And pick that thing this week if it's finances or sickness if it's divorce if it's depression if it's callousness if it's unforgiveness whatever it is that got you down this week commit this week to saying god i want your perspective in my life god i want you to help me deal ...with my life so that my life just doesn't keep dealing with me. God, I want you to have control of my life. Yes, you may have given your life to Jesus Christ. You may have become a Christian. But you still have these areas of your life that you want to control. I do. I want to control it. I want to put my fingers in it. I haven't learned. This is for me as much as it is for you. I've got areas in my life I need to say, okay, God... This is, this is beating me up. I don't like this. I need to give it to you. I've got to make a choice today. Do you want to make a change? You're the only one that can do it. And this week, decide what it is. And think about that one thing. Take that step. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Not seen. Dear God, we thank you today that we have come to you, Lord, that, Father, you want control of our life. Father, we need your control in our life. Help us, Lord, to let it go to you. Lord, we know life beats us up. But we know you have the answer. Father, help us surrender today. To surrender to you those pieces or parts of our heart, the stubbornness, the unforgiveness. Maybe there's hate and anger. Father, work on those pieces. Help us to find the one that's the biggest so that we can kill the giant, lay it down once and for all, and then move to the next one that's easier. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Now, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, it also is a choice. It's it's the biggest choice you'll ever make in your life. It's the first choice that will help you get on the road to recovery, whatever type of recovery you need. So if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, today is a perfect day. And if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, And there are things that just aren't right that you need help with. If life is sometimes just beating you up, it's not surprise God. He wants to stand there with you, His Holy Spirit, to support you, to help you. He wants to be a part of your life. Decide this week, I'll give my life to Christ. Decide this week, I'll make a change in I'll make a difference in my life by surrendering it to Christ. It's okay to look at the physical things, but keep your eyes on the things that are eternal, not seen. So we thank you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you.